This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. We're going over what legal entity structure we recommend to own your rental properties. There are a lot of options out there, but the answer to this question is pretty common across the board for how you should own your rental property. So we'll go over our recommended structure for how you should do it. So at a minimum, we do recommend that each of your rental properties are owned, each owned in their own LLC. Uh, There are a few reasons for this. One of those is for the asset protection purposes and the anonymity purposes, just to keep your own name off of some of these assets. And for the asset protection side of things, it allows your personal assets to be separated from your rental assets. It allows that specific rental property owned in an LLC to be separated from your personal assets. And it protects you both ways. If like the property itself, uh, if you have a tenant there, if there was ever some legal issues or a lawsuit there on the property and the tenant side, uh, our attorneys recommend or our attorneys are telling us how the protection you get from that LLC, how it cannot, in many cases, flow back up to you as the owner. The the legal, kind of the liability stuff would be contained within that LLC. So that's how you're protected from that side. But then you think of the other side. If you personally, if you were in a lawsuit, if someone wants to come after your personal assets, that house owned by that LLC is not a personal asset. It's outside of your personal name, and it's in that LLC. I would talk with your estate planning attorney or your asset protection attorney and make sure you're set up properly and you have that legal paperwork and documentation set up and make sure things are deeded over into into these LLCs to make sure that you're protected. One of the other common uh, ownership methods when you have multiple rental properties is to own them through a series LLC. And what you can do here and what kind of the gist of a series LLC is that you can have one LLC for state registration purposes, but then that that LLC can be divided into multiple kind of multiple layers or multiple divisions of the one LLC that's up above just within the legal paperwork. And the asset protection, you would get it, it would be the same or very similar, the asset protection, if you've got properties owned in each and its own series LLC is underneath the main LLC, you'd get that same asset protection from, uh, as explained by our, some of our asset protection attorneys. So at a minimum, the structure that we'd recommend f- to own your LLC, to own your rental properties would be to own it through an LLC. And then let's talk about if, if you own the, the rental property by yourself or with a spouse or with an outside party. I'll, I'll talk to you about how that kind of works and what the structure would look like. So if, if you own the property, it's just you, you own one property, it might be completely fine to just have the one LLC and have that property within that, within that LLC. As you're growing um, and as you get more and more properties, we would probably recommend for you to have a holding company that owns all of your other LLCs. And this holding company itself wouldn't own any properties. It wouldn't be doing anything. 
it would just be there to hold those other the other company ownership. But if it's just you on an LLC, the way that it would file for tax returns would be that it would all be on your personal tax return on something we call a Schedule E. And the filing looks as though it's owned directly by you for tax filing purposes, which can be different from the like the legal purposes, how it shows up on the deed and stuff. So if it's just you, it would show up, it'd be in an LLC and it would show up on your personal tax return. But now if you have, say, an outside partner and the two of you want to go in on a deal together, we'd still have that house. We'd still recommend to have that house owned in an LLC. And one of the, the benefits of an LLC is it makes it easier to divide the ownership of something. It's uh, like it's a lot harder to split the deed of a property and have multiple ownership of a deed. Well, and for tax reporting purposes, it makes it a little more complicated too. But if you have a house and it's owned by an LLC and say you and your friend own 50%, you each of you would own 50% of the LLC and the LLC would own 100% of the house. You technically wouldn't you wouldn't be on the your personal names wouldn't be on the deed at all so you don't technically own 50 percent of the house directly but you do own 50 percent of the house indirectly because the llc that you own 50 percent of owns 100 percent of that house and then the tax filing for that new llc that you have that would actually file as a partnership and that partnership and even though it is an llc it's a partnership tax return but that partnership would file a tax return after the end of the year. You'd report all the income, all the deductions, all the depreciation would be on that partnership filing. And then it's split on something we call a K-1. Each of you as the owners would get a K-1 coming off that partnership tax return filing. So if you have shared costs or the operating costs of the property, make sure you have a bank account for that LLC. Run all the expenses there. But then if you have... Say if you're you're driving to and from the property or you have expenses related to the property, but your partnership isn't paying for them, you're paying for those personally, you can still deduct those costs because you are an owner of the partnership. Uh, but you just think of it that, just remember that you can deduct those expenses in two different ways. The shared costs, operating costs are on the LLC, partnership tax return. If you have other costs that you weren't reimbursed for, and you don't plan for the partnership to pay for them, you can still deduct those. There's there's just a specific spot on your personal tax return as unreimbursed partnership expenses uh, that you can you can still deduct. So I would recommend, remember, an, an LLC for your rental properties. You'll want to determine if you want the series LLC for multiple properties to kind of have that legal division between each of the properties, or if you want individual LLCs uh, for each rental property. I, I personally think, because like, we own rental properties in multiple states, I think it makes makes it so much easier to have one LLC to own the one property because then you can have that registered directly in the state. So if you have property in Idaho, you can have an Idaho LLC that owns your Idaho property. And then <clears throat> like where I am in Utah, you could have a Utah holding company owning that Idaho LLC. Or in, in most cases, we probably would recommend to have a Wyoming holding company. So you'd have your Wyoming holding company own your Idaho LLC. And if you had property in Texas, you'd have a Texas LLC owning that Texas property. But that would be completely fine to have a Wyoming holding company owning a Texas LLC that owns Texas property and owning an Idaho LLC that owns 
that owns Idaho property. So that that's the structure I would recommend for rental properties, having that LLC in each state where the, the property itself is formed and have all, having all of those owned by your your main holding company, likely in, in either in Wyoming or your home state is typically where we see them. And then a structure I don't typically recommend for rental properties is for your rental properties to be owned through an S corporation or a corporation. There are maybe some cases where that might make sense and they're a little more unique. So right now I'm just going to focus on why I don't think it makes sense and why I don't normally recommend for real estate to be owned by an S corporation or corporation. The main reason is that when you put real estate into um, when you put real estate into a business or into a legal entity, or when you actually make that transfer, when you transfer it to an LLC or a partnership, it can be treated as just a transfer to your own LLC if you own 100% of it, a tax-free transfer. Or if it's into your partnership, it can be called a partnership contribution of property into that, which is also tax-free. So with LLCs and partnerships, you don't have to worry about triggering a taxable event when those properties come into or come out of the LLCs or the partnership. It's very common for a lot of our clients, just a lot of real estate investors across the country to have loans in your personal name. And this is usually as you're beginning, as you're getting into real estate investing, you'll likely have loans in your personal name, but you'll have rental properties that you're buying, you're buying with those loans. Uh, we would still want those properties in an LLC, but to be able to close on the property, you need to close on it with the with the deed in your personal name because that's what the mortgage company wants. But then after closing, once you get the loan, you get the property, it's in your personal name, then you would actually transfer that over into your LLC. You would deed the property from your personal name over in, into your LLC. That would be a tax-free event. You'd, have, you'd still have the loan in your personal name, but the property itself would be deeded into your LLC or your partnership. That's completely fine for tax purposes. Um, you might want to talk about to the mortgage company. We have heard of mortgage companies or people being worried that mortgage companies might call the note or call the mortgage and want it paid off if that happens. I've heard of people being worried about that, but I've never heard of anyone ever having experience with that or ever having it happen to them or even anyone they know. Like I think it's very very uncommon the mortgage company wants your business and they don't want to ruin that relationship and call on your note um, if you are still if you're the 100% owner of that LLC and you are in control of it and you could deed it back over I don't expect they'd have an issue with it but again just be aware that there are some types of mortgages that might have an issue with deeding property in and out of uh, in in and out of LLCs so that's that's the tax-free way with LLCs and partnerships of deeding property in and out. The other side with S corporations and corporations, when you deed that property over, it's a deemed sale. There's a taxable event and whatever the fair market value of the property is, that becomes the sales price. And so if you bought a property for $300,000 and you deed it over two, two years later and it was valued at 600,000, even though it's your own corporation, there's a taxable event and you just realized it was a $300,000 original purchase price, $600,000 gain. You just realized a $300,000 gain. Even though you didn't sell the property and you didn't get money for that, you just put it into a, a corporation. 
So that is an issue. And you'd pay tax on money that you didn't receive. And we have seen issues with that, with people doing that and, and triggering uh, gains like that. Um, and then when you when you bring the property back out of the corporation or the C Corp, S Corp or C Corp, it does the same thing. There's a taxable event. The C Corp or S Corp would have a taxable event. You'd realize some gain. It wouldn't always be a gain, but you'd have to report that. And it just makes it a lot more complex compared to owning in an LLC and through partnerships. So that's that's the structure we'd recommend for rental properties. Uh, owning them in LLCs, having your holding company owning those LLCs that are underneath that. And just remember if when you're going in on properties with partners, here's a little recommendation to simplify it for you. If you're going in on on multiple properties with someone, I would have a holding company of sorts with that other person or that other person's holding company. So you and say your friend, you wanted to buy that 50% each of a property, right? Let's say you wanted to buy four properties and at 50% each. Instead of having your holding companies own 50% of each of those other properties LLCs, because that would create four different partnerships and four different partnership tax returns, what I would recommend would be to have a holding company. So just call it the you and friend LLC. The you and friend LLC would own 100% of all those other properties or all those other properties LLCs. So now you only have one partnership tax return because that ownership is only split at one level on that one LLC that you guys own together. And then that LLC is what owns 100% of all those other properties. Hopefully that makes sense. But by doing that, it saves you from needing to file four tax returns, doing four versions of the K-1s for each of you. And you can just do it once. It makes it so much simpler for tax filing. Um, and that I'd highly recommend that just to help reduce your costs on the tax filing and help simplify your tax returns, specifically with owning your rental properties. So yeah, let us know if you have any questions on the entity structure or email them over to our uh, questions at a Wealth Game Podcast email. If you want some additional or very specific clarification on that, let us know. But we're hoping that helps out. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.